1: The book comes from that growing recognition of self-love that I, first of all, started feeling for myself after thinking I was a finished woman after my divorce, finished. I was ready to really just throw it in, guys. And and instead, yeah, it's also, you know, we say it's like taking the cross and turning it upside down. It becomes a sword. So instead of carrying that cross on my back,
0: I flipped it up and that's where the peaceful warrior comes from. Wow.
2: On this episode of our podcast, I have a very, very, very special guest. I know I always say that, but all my guests are special Uh, because I hand chose them. Um, personally, I have Holly Vernon, holistic practitioner and now author of the amazing book, The Little Book of Holistic Happiness. Welcome, Holly, to our show.
1: Thank you very much, Valentina. I'm super excited to be here.
2: You know, God always puts these amazing women in my path, literally. And I think the more I get into the world of of um, spirituality, getting to know myself, trying Mm. to improve myself day by day. I'm introduced to all these other women that are also on the path to self-discovery. Now, before we talk about your beautiful book, tell us a little bit about where you're from, uh, where you grew up, all that beautiful stuff.
1: So I am American-born at the age of 15, I transferred over to Belgium, Brussels, Belgium with my parents. My father got transferred for his work. I did the high school program there after I moved briefly to Switzerland to do only a year of college because I got married when I was 20 years old, super duper young. So you could kind of say from the fine pan to the pot. And (laughs) that's what happened. So yeah, just that's, that's it. And then I ended up from Switzerland. I moved to Rome where I lived for 20 years. So I would consider very much Rome um, my home.
2: There you go. So she parla italiano She speaks Italian. Holly's <laughs> accent in Italian is beautiful. Grazie. beautiful. <laughs> okay, Holly, you know, I want to know, I mean, I, I know the story, but I want my listeners to hear. Tell us a story about how you came about to write your little book of holistic happiness.
1: Well, this book has a huge journey behind it, first of all. Um, after my divorce um, I went through a very turbulent period where I truly didn't know if I was gonna make it I thought that's it Holly you know your marriage is over your children you're going to see only sometimes and I had dedicated my whole youth to my children so I had to do something and luckily I had started ten years before I had started my yoga so I had already find, found one tool that kind of helped me to find my quiet. In, luckily, my teacher that um, I started yoga with is a very um, renowned, um, I would say, philosopher, modern-day philosopher, studying all antique techniques and all the rest. So I jumped on that train. I've never been a real academic. I've always been quite a, a rebel at school. Okay. Uh, challenging and questioning everything that was in front of me so when I ended my marriage I felt I needed that I felt from being a kept woman and having everything a woman could desire that wasn't it that wasn't it I found the richness in my studies with other women sharing each other's stories solidarity ladies and gentlemen that's what it's all about in encountering and experiencing and communicating, and that's what opened up this little book of holistic happiness. So
2: Holly, well, she's not telling you that she does. She's a man, a woman of many traits. You do <laughs> like a million things. The multifaceted woman. I think we. I think all of us women are multifaceted. Totally. So Holly is a professional masseuse. She's also a nutritionist. You do the- um,
1: Macrobiotic, with the base of the macrobiotic diet. The
2: macrobiotic diet, which she's introduced our family to, and which we love. Yes. And and also now author. And Thank you studied you. philosophy for how many years?
1: Um, 20 years. 20 years, um, I would say really, really intensely eight years. And that included studying and traveling to the place of origin of the, the studies that we were doing. So yeah, India, Egypt several times, um, all over the, the half moon of the Mediterranean because that's where so much knowledge resides. And um, yeah, Greece, Sicily, I- extensive studies, a lot of work also on the Renaissance era um, of art. So huge travels um, through Italy just to explore all that goodness that is there. And um, yeah.
2: And in all those years... What do you think, because I know there's many things you could share with us, but what's a moment that really stands out for you as a moment where you felt deep gratitude because you feel like you were onto something, like you felt like, oh my goodness, I wish everybody knew this.
1: Well, I have to say this is an excellent point because I remember the day, and I say this in the book, that my philosophy teacher told me, our thoughts are not our thoughts wow, you guys.
2: Our thoughts are, are not not our thoughts
1: are not fully our thoughts. Okay. Our thoughts are not fully our thoughts. So that made me right away feel a relief because many times in my lifetime, I've had these thoughts running through my head that I truly didn't know what they were. And when we have thoughts, it makes us reflect and many times act. So when I figured out, when I learned that all these thoughts are not actually our thoughts. I release them. I didn't have to act on those thoughts in one way or the other because they weren't mine. And so it helps to discern what really is ours. You know, what is ours? Is that really my intent behind my thought that I'm having? Or does it come from somewhere that I don't even know?
2: And I love that because I think that everybody can relate to that. We all have thoughts that are like, oh gosh, did I just, (laughs) did I just really think that That didn't come from the most high place. Exactly. And that we, and then when we realize that we don't have to be attached to those thoughts Mm. and we can let them go, it, it is a relief.
1: It's a relief. And I'll tell you something even more. It's okay. You guys, first of all, it's okay to have those thoughts because they're not ours. And it's okay to tell those thoughts. Hey, buddy you're not mine. Please leave. I'm going to substitute you with something so mine that it's going to be life altering. So yeah, it's okay. Everything is okay. It's okay to have those thoughts. It's okay to say those thoughts are not mine. We have to learn to be gentle with ourselves.
2: Oh yeah. I, mean, that's such a, I think that's such a big lesson. I think that when we're gentle to ourselves, we're also gentle with humanity exactly. and with everybody else. Exactly. Before I forget, I wanted to let you know that I have a free gift for all my listeners. It's a free abundance guided meditation that I created especially for you. It's the meditation that I use on a daily basis. It will help you bust through money blocks to realign with receiving what you want. There's a lot of power in giving yourself positive suggestions to develop an abundance mindset. And also, there's power in visualizing a compelling future so that you can create new momentum in the direction that you wish your life to go. So if you want to attract more abundance in your life, go to mamasconganas.com forward slash abundant. So there's a part in the book that you talk about, about judgment. And I love it because you say here it's not my duty to judge others, but it is my duty to judge me and see my implications in all I do. Yes. And I think that's like, where, at least for me, I, I feel that it's one of the places where if you really understand that it's not your place to judge others, but it is your place to see where, what your implication is in the things that you do or where you, where we go wrong ourselves. Um, I think that's also very freeing because we we, we free ourselves of all judgment because when we start judging ourselves, we see that we're not perfect and then it becomes impossible to judge others.
1: Beautiful. Beautifully said. That is so right on. And what a relief to not have to judge anybody.
2: Oh my gosh, what a relief. What a
1: relief. (laughs) And how gratifying to see our implications, you guys, in everything we do. I tell you, it becomes almost obsessive. Yes. Because it makes you want to do, you know, good.
2: You do, yeah. It makes you it want makes to It be makes you want, brava, it, it makes you makes want to be you better. Want to when be you realize, better. oh man, I messed up here, I messed up there, you're like, no, 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 next time around, I'm not going to do it that way. And exactly. it gives you the liberty to choose differently the second, the second time Bravissima. around. Bravissima. Because I feel that when people, when we make mistakes, when I make the same mistake over and over again, it's because I'm not, I'm not yet understanding what it is that I did wrong and where my implications were the first time around.
1: Right. You're not observing, you're being a subjective participant. Yes. That's what we do. We're subjective participants. We're there and we're, yeah, man, we're doing. So when we understand that maybe what we're doing is not exactly what we want to be doing, because in the end, you guys, that's the only thing that matters is that we're doing what we want to do.
2: And what does that mean for you when you do what you want to do? Because I know you talk a lot about spontaneity and I know you're going to read a part of that uh, for our audience, but do you mean, what do you mean by that? By doing what you're doing, what you want to do?
1: So what I mean um, by when I say do it, um, yeah, doing you, doing you. So doing me, what is doing me? Doing me is diving deep inside myself and bringing to the table that inner peace. That's what doing me is personally. We all have our, you know, our little nicks and our little gifts and our little, I like to bring peace to the table. So how do I know when I'm doing that? I know when I'm doing bringing peace to the table to any situation I'm in by the way I feel, by my emotions. So am I feeling, you know, turbulent? Am I tired? Am I? No, we should go through feeling super smooth, you guys. That's when we're doing us that's when we're doing so us. So it's
2: basically going inward to, the, to our, our, the deepest part of ourselves and I guess bringing out love, which is the essence of who exactly.
1: we are. Exactly. And who, who demonstrates it in love. And I mean, it really is universal.
2: Yes, it's universal. It and really I, and is universal. Because I feel like a lot of people could interpret doing you as being selfish, but it's in actuality the opposite of being brava
1: vale it's exactly the opposite
2: because when and also when we nurture ourselves when we quiet our minds when we find that inner peace when we cultivate that self-love i think it's the only way to then externally Bravo. show that outwardly
1: it's the only way that we can truly do it truly
2: and let's, let's have her read a little bit of the spontaneity part of her book, because I find that beautiful. She talks about connecting with your inner child and how when we're born as children, we're our true selves. And then we have to relearn, right?
1: Yes, we have to relearn. We have to remember.
2: To remember. Yes, it's
1: a, big, it's, a big, um, it's a big job we humans have of remembering. Remembering what? Remembering who we are truly and where we come from.
2: And, and Holly, who are we? Where do we come from? We are
1: celestial beings, and we come from the heavens, and this is what I truly believe, and I mean, even the astrophysics are talking about it today, you guys, so come on. <laughs> so I believe we are all stardust, and we are beautiful human beings here, each and every one of us in our individuality. I
2: mean, how cool is it, you guys, that we all come from the same place, but we're all different? Yes, and you describe us. This is my, one of my favorite lines. <laughs> We are peaceful warriors with a purpose. I love that. Yes. Yes. We're peaceful warriors with a purpose. Yes.
1: Each and every one of us. Each and
2: every one of us. Okay.
1: Okay. So concept five, spontaneity. I just love this. Have you ever admired a child's pureness, their sublime innocence, the way they can just be, sometimes happy, sometimes sad, but mostly carefree and joyful? Spontaneity is coexisting with that childlike freedom. Being true to ourselves is this. A lot of adults, for some crazy reason, think that to be mature, you have to detach from that inner child. This is the biggest illusion we can live. Losing our innocence is the worst thing that can happen. And it's happened. Children don't care about the color of skin language spoken or superficial details of another child children make their every move according to what they like what they feel what is good and especially who is spontaneous maturity is nothing more than acquiring as much vital information as we can for understanding the true story of man how did we get here why are we here and what are we doing here the primordial question through spontaneity we can understand this we will actually be told by ourselves if we are truly spontaneous and listening this key of inner innocent spontaneity is a huge factor towards our true happiness The best thing about this also is, have you ever seen a child who cares what other thinks of their behavior? Freedom comes with spontaneity. Today, honor that inner child. Let yourself laugh out loud at something silly. Give someone you love a random hug just because. Dance a silly dance in front of your child. Just watch the sheer joy you will transmit.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. And you know, (sighs) I think that's one of my favorite parts of the book because it reminds us to go back uh, to the time where we felt spontaneous. So where we didn't care about what other people think. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, there's a quote that I heard and I forgot who said it, but I've been holding on to it because I think it's so cool. And it has to do with this. And it's what other people think of you is none of your business. Eee,
0: that's everyone, awesome. I love
2: it. What other people think of us <sighs> is none of our business.
1: That's so right on. That's so right on. It's their business. It's exactly. Their business. It's exactly. Business. I love That's what they're it.
2: projecting on us, but exactly. it has nothing to do with us.
1: Exactly. Bravo. That's so yeah, cool. I love, I love it. that. And,
2: and when you <sighs> kind of enter your spontaneity and you start, being more authentic to who you truly are. Mm-hmm. You can get rid of all these labels that you were given when you were a child.
1: Brava! that's so yeah. true. And so important. And, so and then important. it feels
2: good too. Cause you're no longer acting from a place of should, but from a place of more like love. Like you said, children act from a place of, of, of yeah, where they feel that it resonates with them. They it's
1: warm. Hearts, it's, it's warm. It's kind. It's yes. inviting yes it's not something scary or and what also comes with spontaneity is other than freedom is a sense of true liberation Like Valentina said, it's liberating from what we've been labeled, not only from our family, you know, it goes all the way back, society, everything is labeled if you think about it. (laughs) And who makes those labels anyways, you know, it's like, oh, where is that label man that can label everybody? I'd like to meet him. So let's unlabel. (laughs) And let's be spontaneous, guys, because it's so much worth it. And it's so fun. And who doesn't want to be that? And even if we don't and we can't, let's learn, you know, let's learn. Let's learn from our children.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I I, I do want to say this because of the fact that we have one thing, you know, we connected when we we first met, you you and I both talked about like our painful divorce story. So we went through that. Now, if you could tell your younger self something that you now know or that you could help other women that are going now through their uh, separation or heartbreak or divorce, what would you tell your younger self?
1: It's okay. Everything is going to be okay. That's it.
2: Everything is going to be okay.
1: Everything's going to be okay, ladies.
2: You know, it's, it's, sometimes that's all we need to hear. Yes. Everything is going to be okay.
1: And in the end, you know what? It's true. It's true. Because if we can quiet down, find time for yourselves, you know, we, we need, we women especially, we're all over the place, you guys. I mean, look what we do. Not only giving birth to, to humans, you <laughs> know, you know, we give birth. That's huge. And look at all the things we do. You know, we, we're, we're caregivers. We take care of everybody. And many times we push ourselves to the side and we don't even take care of ourselves. Take care of of yourselves, ladies. You are beautiful human beings. I honor each and every one of you. I love you all. Take care of yourselves. Do it. And you know what? No guilt, no fear, no sense of, you know, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. Yes, you are because we have been auto trained that we are not doing what we're supposed to when we take care of ourselves
2: that's so true a lot of a lot of women when they start having children or they get married they tr- they stop taking care of themselves and it's like they have to only take care of everybody else and they let themselves go mm. and then they wonder why they're not happy
1: exactly i, I went through that personally i was in a marriage to a you know i had a very good lifestyle lots of money vacation houses boats furs rings eh? and i was unhappy and i was unhealthy you guys Unhealthy. I was sick all the time, Valentina. Sick, bronchitis, asthma. Oh, oh! I was suffocating myself with all those things. Basta! I got to a point after many years of the yoga and the philosophy and the good, healthy eating. How important is the healthy eating, ladies, for our mental containers? It's huge. Our gut is our second brain. Let's not forget that. So with that in mind, let's eat lots of whole grains. It's not true what they say about the carbs. We need our good carbs. We need our good, our carbs. good carbs.
2: Because you've talked to me about that. The There's complex the-
1: carbohydrates. Yes. yes. And that's a whole nother that's a whole conversation that we'll, that we'll get podcast, into. The
2: microbiotic diet, yes, the whole, yes. a whole other um, episode on that. Um, you know, you do delve into other things, even though it's the little book of holistic happiness. I have to say that when you read it, your mind kind of explodes a bit (laughs) because there are some concepts that are, let's say things that you really need to
1: focus and
2: like concentrate. And then, and although there are very short chapters, it leaves you thinking about a lot of things. One of the things that I, uh, that I thought about when I was reading was you talk about there being a personal karma, a family or societal karma, and then the, collective karma yes can you tell us a little bit about that
1: sure so would you like um all the three yes okay i
2: mean what i understood i'll tell you what i understood but i would like it from your perspective so that you could tell you know what is it that that you know
1: so basically um we all know karma i mean it's such a word that has been so abused in this reality we live in today you guys karma actually in sanskrit means action one word karma action so action of what? We have our personal karma, which is the actions of all our parents, all our ancestors, and it, goes all the, it can go all the way back. It does go all the way back to the first man and woman walking this earth. So our family karma are the actions that have been taken in our lives regarding our family. So we were talking about those labels, the label man, the labels that have been put on us for instance, my karmic, my biggest karmic trait is I was always told I can't do it. Oh, that's too hard, Holly. No, no, or, or don't worry, Holly. Somebody will do it for you because I was a cutesy when I was young. So I always had everybody <laughs> doing everything for me. So, hey, when you're young, it's like, okay, why not? Well, then you get to be 40 and you're divorced and you don't know how to do anything. So let's invest on not letting people label us that we're insufficient when we are such capable human beings. Now, next is our social karma, the status quo of what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it, and when we're supposed to do it. This is another huge um, anchor into our realities because, first of all, we're not all the same. We're all individually different with totally different stories, all with a connection to the same place. So that's our social karma, our status quo what goes on, you know, in, in 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 this um very low vibrational reality. Okay. Without a tinging other um ideas. No, just the status quo. So the collective karma is that which holds all of of humanity's, I like to call it folly, just because I think folly is such an interesting topic. But it holds all of man's karma all the chaos going on in this world, all the personal karmas all put together, you guys. And I explain it in the book, it's like a tidal wave. It's like a tidal wave that can be devastating unless we stop, we turn, we face it, we see it's real, and we start working on our personal karma. That's how we can add to helping the accumulative karma, which is, you know, it's everything, guys. It's all of us.
2: And it's interesting because at the end, it all goes back to working on oneself. Always, and that's what we actually have control over, Bravo. and that's why I think that's good news, because it's not like there's this huge thing that we can't have influence over. It's actually quite the opposite. Bravo. Once we work on ourselves, we're actually helping the collective. Karma.
1: Exactly, in a huge way. In a huge it. way. It's like the butterfly effect. We've all heard of the butterfly yes. effect. What, there you go. The
2: what is it? The wings of the butterfly
1: that can, can, in Chile, that can, can flap and cause a tidal wave in Hawaii. Yes. It's, it's astounding. It's a beautiful thing. And the thing is, it's real. So I, I really personally like to think, let's be kind. Let's be grateful. Because look what a power that is.
2: Holy cow. I mean, if we think about it, if you think about it, that the, but the, the what is it, the buttering? The, the
1: butterfly effect.
2: Yeah, the butterfly effect just the butterfly moving its wings if just that small thing can be felt and seen all the way on the other side of the world imagine what our daily words and daily actions and daily intentions do to the rest of the world
1: it's huge well it's a ripple effect well and let's look at the world and what situation it is right now do we want to talk about that I mean, the world is in a sad place. People are not happy, guys. Yeah. And there's too much outward attention instead yes. of it's that like inward, inward attention. attention.
2: Yes, and you, you talk about that in the book. You say there's a moment where you have to stop looking outward and start looking in. Exactly. It's like the arrow that we tend to, you know, like people that judge, they, they, they focus the arrow that way, and they're not exactly. knowing that in Bravo. reality the arrow is pointing this way.
1: Exactly, and many people don't even think there's an option but there is. there there, We are such complex creatures. I mean, why did God or the heavens or whatever we want to call it give us the voice? Why did it give it to the animals? It gave us the voice because we have the power to communicate. We must communicate with others to help ourselves grow. When I talk to another person, first of all, right away I say, oh, how am I feeling? Do I feel some sort of you know, weird in my tummy? Or is it a flowing conversation? Or that's how we can grow, guys. If we don't communicate, we cannot grow. We cannot do it by ourselves. We cannot do it by ourselves reading a book. We need to read the book. We need to converse. We need to interact. It's a dynamic journey we are on. Yes.
2: And and, and share that. Whatever- Always. That's the cool thing about, I think when people start looking inward, I think anybody who's on that journey- always ends up wanting to share what they've learned with other people. Exactly. Because it's like you get like this feeling of like, oh, wow. like You you see the possibilities for the world. Exactly. When you work on yourself and you start loving yourself, you want to share that with everybody. Exactly. You want everybody to love themselves. It's so true. <laughs> it is. It's so true. Well, this is where the book comes from.
1: That's where the book comes from. Exactly. The book comes from that growing recognition of self-love that I first of all started feeling for myself after thinking I was a finished woman after my divorce. Finished, I was ready to really just throw it in, guys. And, and instead, yeah, it's also, you know, we say it's like taking the cross and turning it upside down, it becomes a sword. So instead of carrying that cross on my back, I flipped it up, and that's where the peaceful warrior comes wow. from.
2: Wow, well, you know, that's the same concept for Mama Congana, so just turn your dramas into Ghana. There so you turn go. turn the cross into a sword, baby. There you
1: go. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck <laughs> yeah. I love
2: it. I love <sighs> that. So we're going to put up a blog post of Holly on the website, mamasconganas.com forward slash 48. And, you know, with this live, make sure to tell us where are you guys tuning in from? Give us some hearts if you love it, if you agree with what the stuff that we said, um, you know, give us your take. Order her book. It's on Amazon.
1: What I would highly recommend it's is little to, version. the little version and the audio version.
2: Oh, the audio version is amazing.
1: The audio version is very yes. nice. I do it myself. And um, I don't know. I just like to hear somebody's voice talking to me. It just gives me a sense of, of goodness. Yes. You know? And you
2: feel like what the author is trying to
1: really say
2: because you'll hear her you feel like you have holly right next to you <laughs> yeah, and how
1: lucky am i i get to go to all those places and visit all those people <sighs>
2: yes. so make sure to tell us your comments on the show notes on www.mamasconganas.com forward slash 48 thank you so much holly for thank being you with us today. and um we'll see you next week mamacita